0: Very good day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala, Hazel Makouzene is my producer, and Lenar Bofani is our technical producer for today. So girls doing it for themselves. Our contact details are 0892 10 email otherwise at SAFM.co.za, tweets at otherwise SAFM. Or at Shadow Twala. On the show today, Dr. Johann Bluchno tells us all about the management of venous disorders, including varicose veins, spider veins, venous ulcers, and chronic venous insufficiency. And Dr. Natella Rikviasvili, I hope that was right, tells us how we can say goodbye to cellulite by using the Vela shaped technology. But first, our lunch bite for today. we continue with the theme of control which we started yesterday and is taken from meditations for women who do too much and anne wilson chef says she was a what if personality and because of that she never really happened we addicts are if people we use our ifing to try to control our past our present and our future if only we had been more assertive, we would have made the promotion. If only we had been more intelligent, we would have done a better job. Our as ifing tries to cope with the present. We act as if we know what we're doing. We act as if we are calm and relaxed. After all, we have developed some skills. Yet it is our what ifing that really keeps us paralyzed and feeds our illusion that we are in control. We try to imagine every possible exigency and prepare for it before it happens. If I just cover every base, I will never be caught wanting. My ifing has resulted in my never being present to my life. So, what do we take away today? When I quit ifing, I may just start living. Otherwise, on My guest is Dr. Johann Blichner, who's a registered and qualified general surgeon with a special interest in minimally invasive surgery in the management of venous disorders, including varicose veins, spider veins, venous ulcers, and chronic venous insufficiency. Dr. Johann Blichner, welcome and thank you for your time.
1: Ah, sure. Yes, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to put on your show.
0: You must be a woman's best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do get that a lot. Um, yeah, we do see a lot of women with varicose veins, but but not to forget about the men. I mean, I think these these days, men uh, and men men's health issues have come quite a bit to the forefront. We do see actually uh, quite a number of men presenting with varicose veins as well.
0: Well, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that because I suppose we women are more vain than men. We tend to worry even more about, you know, what our legs look like because mainly it presents, varicose veins will pre- present themselves on the legs first, right? Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, you yeah, know, basically do treat other ones in their legs. Um, I, I think that in part this is just a social issue. I mean, we as men, we have more opportunities to hide our veins because it's socially acceptable to walk around with a pair of pants. Mm-hmm. Women often would like to wear a skirt. And we often have women coming in saying, you know, can you just do something? I would love to just wear a skirt down, down to the level of my knees. Um, And I think, you know, that's the hidden part of varicose vein disease in that it causes quite a significant social disturbance in those patients in that they're not free to dress as they wish. Uh, They often have very unsightly legs and, and, you know, it's become a lifestyle for them to to permanently hide um, their legs, wear pants, uh, not go to the beach. So it it has quite a significant social impact on, on a lot of women. And I think for that reason, it's quite important to address it and treat it.
0: Now are, are they more prevalent in, in older women than younger women or can anyone get varicose vir- veins and, and maybe you should just describe what we mean by varicose veins.
1: Yes, so, so we, we generally um, distinguish between three different types of veins, so the spider veins are the very fine little veins and they look almost like a little spider spider's web on your skin and then We get a slightly larger sort of vein which is often a blue vein and that will often describe them as blue spider veins and they Mm. are reticular type veins so these are all smaller veins so then you get the large tortuous veins um, that run along the leg they are very obvious they are very unsightly and those are the very actual varicose veins
2: Mm. Um,
1: and those are the ones um, to which our treatment is primarily aimed at and varicose veins are also the type of veins that will cause symptoms in your legs and by symptoms I mean um, leg heaviness, uh, pain, swelling, restlessness at night. So very close veins are associated with symptoms generally in the leg, whereas the smaller veins, the spider veins, are not generally associated with symptoms in the legs. They are just unsightly.
2: Mm. Um,
1: coming back to the, in terms of where you would see these sort of veins, you're quite right that in women and especially in older patients, we do see more veins. Mm-hmm. Um, during pregnancy, for instance, um, the pregnancy hormones will weaken or relax a lot of the vein walls and that'll lead to a valve incompetence. So varicose veins are generally seen in previously normal healthy veins that have lost their normal valve architecture. So that valve's not working properly anymore. It's not able to keep the blood up in the leg and blood tends to cool down in the leg. And then you see the varicose veins. Now pregnancy relaxes the vein walls and the valve becomes incompetent. As we grow older, you know, the vein, uh, vein valves can also become degraded mm-hmm. and they lose their competency. Um, So for that reason, we do see it more often in middle-aged women. Uh, Another very important, that's probably the most important risk factor, is a family history. If you have parents Mm. or grandparents of varicose veins, unfortunately you are at at quite an increased risk of developing varicose veins. And then lifestyle factors like obesity, for instance, if you are overweight, um, you are more prone to develop veins. And then um uh, certain occupations like teachers and nurses that stand for prolonged periods of time they're not moving Mm -hmm. around so the calf is not activated and they tend to develop very veins as
0: well so does it mean when you have those spider veins uh the the much bigger ones like the varicose veins the blue ones that you're describing will automatically happen so they start as spider veins or you could you just stay at spider veins the thin ones and not develop into uh, the varicose vein
1: Both cases are actually true. It is possible to only have spider veins and it will never progress to varicose veins. So it means that you don't require um, a a bigger invasive procedure. You could simply get away with sclerotherapy, for instance, um, or you could just leave it alone. Um, And then we do have patients that that would have both spider veins and varicose veins. And that's a more common situation that we do see spider veins are often linked to the use of exogenous hormones so for instance your oral contraceptives or in slightly older women in hormone replacement and some patients small percentage will actually start to develop uh, spider veins as a consequence of using those hormones
0: so how dr blechner how do i know that i'm in trouble and i've got little spider veins or maybe not what sort of symptoms should i look out for in order to come and knock at your door before it gets worse
1: i think the patients did have only spider veins so if you don't have symptoms of heaviness swelling pain recklessness at night within your legs if you only have spider veins and it's unsightly if those spider veins have changed the way that you dress if you only wear pants or only wear very long skirts so it's changed the way that you dress then, in my opinion, that's a valid reason to seek treatment. Hmm. Um, The treatment would only be cosmetic. So it would only be to have a cosmetic approval, but the end point would be to get you back to dressing in a normal way. So that's a completely cosmetic treatment. The the patients that should seek medical treatment are patients with varicose veins that have symptoms. So you have a dilated or an enlarged vein, and you wake up in the morning, your legs feel fine, You start your day, and during the day, your legs start to feel heavy. You start to develop a bit of pain, a bit of swelling. Towards the end of the day, in some patients, it can be quite unbearable. They feel that they have to sit down. They have to put their legs up. If that is you, you need to seek treatment for that.
0: Mm. I've heard of something called deep vein thrombosis. What is that?
1: Yeah, so um, a deep vein thrombosis is in the deep system of the veins. So we generally distinguish between the superficial veins and the deep veins. So the deep veins are the main vein or the main veins in the leg and they drain the majority of the blood out of the leg they don't generally cause varicose veins but they play a role in the pathogenesis of varicose veins because all the pressure resides within the deep vein now those valves that i was talking about they sit within the superficial veins where the superficial veins connect to the deep system now when when those valves get broken or damaged the pressure from that deep system leaks out into the superficial vein. So that's a, the, the mechanism as to how the veins will form. In terms of deep vein thrombosis, that's a completely different condition. Mm-hmm. That is when usually um, a patient has been uh, seated uh, in, a, in a certain position for, for an extended number of hours, for instance, taking a plane, plane ride along all flight,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, the blood flow within the deep vein is impaired. That will then lead to stasis or very slow-flowing blood, and that will lead to clotting. So you would develop a clot within your deep brain. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a medical emergency. You should seek immediate treatment. It usually presents as a swollen limb or a very or a swollen, painful leg, um, and generally it would require treatment in the form of blood thinning and so on. Um, having said that, so ha- having had a DDT in the past or a deep brain thrombosis unfortunately puts you at risk of suffering consequences later on. So if it wasn't uh, completely treated, or in some cases even with treatment, those patients will develop a set of complications known as post-thrombotic syndrome, which mm-hmm. could lead to ulceration in, in your leg later on. So it is a different condition, but some of its complications are very similar to the complications that we see in untreated very compliant disease.
0: When I introduced you, I said that you also deal with other venous disorders like venous ulcers uh, and and venous insufficiency. When does it get to venous ulcers?
1: Yes, so venous insufficiency is then basically the condition where there's a salty valve and blood leaks, if I can call it that, down the superficial system down towards your foot. So blood should always drain from your feet, your lower legs, up towards your heart. It should never run back down the leg. So mm-hmm. that, that in itself is called venous insufficiency. Now venous ulceration <clears throat> is something that we see in patients with venous insufficiency, about 5% of them will, over an extended period of time, 10 to 20 years, um, in most cases, we have seen it in shorter periods of time, will develop a venous ulcer now. A venous ulcer essentially um, is an ulcer that happens or, or occurs uh, in the lower leg generally on the inside of the leg we do also see it on the outside of the leg um, and, and the skin basically breaks down so you will develop uh, a skin condition called venous eczema which is very similar to normal eczema in your legs so uh, flaking and cracking of the skin very mm-hmm. itching skin that will progress further to a condition called lipodermatosclerosis which is a hardening of the tissue underneath the skin and then that progresses further to venous ulceration where the skin is actually so strained it doesn't have enough, enough oxygen or nutrients. It's being put under tremendous venous pressure at all times. And the skin will actually break down. So there, there isn't a good enough environment for the skin to remain healthy. And that skin will open up and it will form an ulcer and these ulcers can actually become huge um, mm. and unfortunately that is a, a, a very severe condition from a morbidity point of view, those patients basically live around the ulcers, you know, they, they do nothing mm. but, you know, live to care for the ulcer. Mm. Um, and I've, we've seen patients um, with venous ulcers that have walked around with them for 10-15 years. Uh, so fortunately with a modern treatment techniques that's available, we can actually treat those patients because the ultrasound has enabled us to find exactly where that source of reflux or incompetency is, and then that gets treated. And when you treat that, there's a very good chance that you can heal that ulcer. Mm. Um, Best case scenario is to heal the ulcer, and it never recurs. And in some cases, we are able to heal the ulcer and allow for the time that you have between ulcer breakouts to be extended. So instead of having an ulcer, sort of having an ulcer, and it, it, it stays on the skin for several months or several years, and then healing for a few months, and then it recurs again. When we treat it, we can get it to a stage where there's an ulcer, it heals, and it maybe saves away for five years before you develop a new ulcer. best mm-hmm. case scenario is it's that it never comes back.
0: So... Dr. Johan Blechner, um, what do you do for patients and what sort of treatments do you offer and at what stage should one come and see you? And I know earlier we spoke about uh, when you get the spiders, maybe. And I also want to start talking about things like exercise. Do they help? Are there any things, uh, Is there anything that we can do to our legs on a daily basis, especially if you're a teacher, you're standing for too long. Or a nurse for that matter are there things you ought to be doing now before the the spiders present themselves or other uh, or other uh, complications
1: yes and unfortunately with vein disease you can't ever completely prevent it but you Mm -hmm. can do things to delay the onset or to um, lighten the the disease or the disease burden but things like that my, my advice that i generally give to my patients is to exercise every day and that means Go for a walk 30 minutes a day, five days a week. So it does need to be a strenuous walk, but, you, but you're not allowed to sort of lounge around. You need to go for a proper 30-minute walk a day for five days. And the second important thing is to control your weight. So if you are overweight, then that's very simple. Go on the Internet, check your BMI. If your BMI is more than 25, you are overweight. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Control your weight. So do something <laughs> and get your it. weight under control. <clears throat> then, in terms of those occupations where people do stand for a long period of time, to to activate your calves. So if you're standing in one position in front of a blackboard, for instance, then go onto your tippy toes, you know, and as uh, the athletes in the gym would exercise their calf muscles, they do exercises where you're standing on your tippy toe and you go up on your toes. By doing that, your calf muscles contracting and you're effectively pushing the blood out of your leg back up into the circulation. So that's what you want to do. So that's Sort of a, a good routine to get into, so if you find yourself standing in a, in a long queue, for instance, or in front of a backboard or whatever, you have to be a few times five to ten sort of repetitions, it just activates the muscle and it clears your leg of, a, of the stagnant blood essentially and then if you 've had a long day or a hard day, elevate your leg, so if you sit um, on a couch put a little ottoman or something there, and elevate your leg mm. so those are the four sort of general thing things that you can do in uh- in, in terms of um, treatment, as I said, if you have varicose veins, you have symptoms, definitely seek treatment. If you have a venous ulcer and you've never had an ultrasound done, to have a look at the the veins within your leg, you need to have an ultrasound scan done to see whether there's a treatable cause for your
0: ulcer. Mm -hmm. Now, would certain injuries... Uh, exa- you know make it worse or make it even more uh, uh, or bring the varicose veins quicker to 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 the fore for instance you see them quicker on the skin if let's say you've broken an ankle before or you've had a knee injury before should you start worrying about varicose veins?
1: No I don't think there's a direct correlation we've seen plenty of patients who've had knee replacements or knee surgery for instance that do present with varicose veins um, there might be something there, but it's usually I'm almost going to say non-significant veins or cosmetic veins only that can be treated from a cosmetic point of view. But you shouldn't really um, having a fracture or an injury to your leg shouldn't really predispose you to developing veins more rapidly.
0: Mm. If if you you treated uh, the varicose veins, and I'm not too sure. I think sometimes you sometimes you do a minimal kind of surgery. Um, and does it mean then I'm 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 back wearing my short dresses? Does it leave scarring, uh, and how do I deal with that scarring if if I have to?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, there's definitely the modern way of dealing with um, venous diseases or varicoceles specifically, um, and that uh, basically entails the use of catheters or, or very thin wires that we pass within the in the vein. Um, I personally don't think that there's a a place really for vein stripping anymore. I think it's a brutal surgery. It it doesn't have great results. If you look at um, some of the published studies have shown recurrence rates of up to 60%. Mm. So that's the old stripping surgery where you get um, a cut up in your groin, a cable gets passed down the vein and the vein gets stripped out. Um, I think we've done that. That surgery has been done since 1906 and I think it's time has come and gone. Mm. The modern way of treating it is, To literally do everything through a needle opening, so we make a needle opening around your knee and uh, we insert this catheter, um, called a radiofrequency catheter, um, into the vein. It gets threaded all the way to where the problem area is. Mm -hmm. We inject a local anesthetic around the vein, so this is all done while you're awake. You don't need a a general anesthetic. Mm -hmm. And then the vein simply with heat gets treated. The vein shrinks down, it seals off. At the end of it, we remove the catheter. You put a bandage around your leg and you go home. And the next morning, the bandage gets removed and you can go back to your normal sort of routine. You can't exercise your legs for a week to two weeks. That's, mm-hmm. um, it's it's an exercise restriction, but you can pretty much go back to your normal activities almost straight away. So that's a, that's a, um, the modern way of treating it. There are other <clears throat> options to it as well. We do do something called ultrasound foam sclerotherapy. So for certain veins where the catheter is not really indicated to so the vein, vein anatomy doesn't suit the catheter procedure. We would inject the chemical, it's mixed with air and we do that under ultrasound guidance into the vein and chemically it would do the same thing as the radio frequency catheter with heat. And then there's a very new treatment that is about to be launched in South Africa, uh, and probably in the next few months, um, by the name of Venosil, which is a type of glue that actually gets injected into the varicose vein.
0: You said sclerotherapy?
1: Correct. So, sclerotherapy um, comes in two varieties. We do it as micro sclerotherapy. So, that's just a liquid that we inject, especially in spider veins.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So, it's a chemical agent. It reacts with a very innermost layer of the vein, it destroys that layer. The vein collapses and it grows together. Then, that um, spider vein, over the next few months, will slowly, surely disappear. And then for the larger vessels, and those are usually the larger varicose veins, uh, we use something called foam sclerotherapy. So to increase the surface area of the sclerosin, we take the liquid and we mix it with air and we inject that as a foam into the vein.
0: Sounds all complicated. Um, I'm just glad that you the guy that knows and you the guy to go to when right. somebody, Perfect. I don't have to understand all of this.
1: Well, this has replaced the, the, you know, the more invasive surgery. So with um, the the past stripping where there's quite a significant incision in your groin and there's multiple incisions going down your leg. We've replaced all of that, as I said, by techniques that can be done through a needle opening.
0: And, I, and I'm back to my nice skirts, and I don't have to be. in
1: Remember that it, it has taken you probably 10, 15 years to develop those veins. So, mm. um, I always tell my patients, I'm just a surgeon, I'm not a magician. <laughs> um, it does get better, but there's, you know it takes a few months. But the results are generally very, very uh, acceptable. Most patients being very happy.
0: And I suppose that when when it leaves a reddish mark because the skin has been irritated.
1: In the short term, absolutely. So all of these treatments will in the short term cause inflammation like any other um, invasive procedure. But um, in in minimally invasive procedures, that acute inflammatory reaction is a lot less because you're not disturbing a lot of tissue. So the little bit of redness, it really resolves very quickly. Um, And then the entire uh, a healing process is is significantly accelerated.
0: Dr. Bluchner, it sounds all f- very expensive. Does does medical aid cover this 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 surgery,
1: or yes, type of surgery? For, yes, fortunately it is. So the radio frequency ablation is covered by most medical aids, and is actually covered very well by most medical aids, because in the end um, the. In- the entire system saves money. Um, The patient is not required to be admitted to a hospital. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. don't require general anesthetic Mm -hmm. and they can return to work um, a lot sooner. So um, they're not missing out on work. There's not um, um, other large medical bills um, associated. So a lot of the medical aid, the biggest insurers in the country have recognized that and they've actually come to the party and, uh, and made sure that that these procedures are, are funded almost in full and most instances.
0: So, where do, you, where do you operate from? Johannesburg, uh, mm-hmm. Durban, and Cape Town? Where are
1: you? Yes, unfortunately, enough to live in Durban. I live in Umschlanga, You're a
0: lucky lucky boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I do have a clinic there, but I also have a clinic in four ways in Samson. We travel up there every Thursday, so I do procedures, and I see patients at that clinic. That clinic also has its own staff, so there's a sclerotherapist, a full-time sclerotherapist, a receptionist up there. So, yes, we do see patients, do procedures um, at both locations. Okay, um, I, I do have, uh, what I did describe here sometimes can be quite technical. I do have a, quite a very uh, visitor-friendly website. Mm. It's mm. situated at, at veinsurgery.co.za. Um, so I've tried to put it out there and put a lot of explanation around these concepts that I've just... Uh,
0: I saw the pictures, very scary some of them. (laughs) But thank you so much for your time and and hopefully we talk to you again soon. And, And thank you for sharing the information.
1: Fantastic, thank you so much for
0: having me. Thank you, take care. Bye, bye, Dr. Johann Blechner, and he's at www.veinsurgery.co.za. If you believe you may have those spider veins or varicose veins, it's just good to know the things you can do, things you look forward to, so you know it doesn't develop eventually to a venous uh, venous ulcer or, or chronic venous insufficiency. And I would really go for you, nurse, you doctor, I mean you're a nurse, you're you're a teacher or somebody who stands and you've got a job where you stand most of the time, I think it's time to visit that website and just understand some of the things you have to do. For instance, the tipsy gave us, exercise and walk for about 30 minutes uh, for 5 days 30 minutes a day for 5 days check your BMI if it's more than 25% then you should be worried and on your tippy toes, if you're standing in a long queue at home affairs or at the bank or that sort of thing tippy toes should help you and when you get home just elevate those legs otherwise Thanks to Vela Shape Technology, we can say goodbye to cellulite. Well, Dr. Natella Rekvyashvili, <laughs> co-founder of Johannesburg-based Aesthetic Centre, Radiance for You, joins us on the phone. Please, I apologize ahead of time, Dr. Natella. Your surname is a bit—it's um, a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> Reg Vyashvili. Yes, that's right. Is it correct? Reg Vyashvili, Yes, you did well. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm excited. Can we say goodbye finally to cellulite? Well, you
3: know, it's not about saying saying final goodbye, but we can, we unfortunately cannot eliminate cellulite completely, but it can be improved tremendously and we can
0: maintain it at this improved look for quite a long time. I just have to go back here because you know in in, when i grew up when you had cellulite as a young girl for whatever reason you were looked at as a a, as a promiscuous girl you know kind of sleeps around and that sort of thing so culturally cellulite could mean so many things to so many people what are the causes and can you get it from an early age um it
3: definitely gets worse as we age it gets forced for a variety of reasons. First of all, when we age, we tend to retain um, fluid more, we tend to swell. We're also losing collagen and elasticity of the skin, so the protrusion of cellulite becomes more visible. It's definitely better to start treating it earlier, but it has to be more of a holistic approach. Um, definitely, treatments for cellulite, treatments for cellulite with shape will help, but also people need to be healthy. They need to. Eat healthy they need
0: to lead active lives all of that helps so so if, if I'm if I'm exercising all the time and I'm, I'm drinking my water because then the exercise gives me a good circulation right Definitely. Um, and um, I drink my water as I ought to uh, uh, would I still get cellulite I suppose because my hormones change as I get older right
3: definitely with the hormones are also influencing a lot your cortisone level your insulin resistance that we're developing with time thyroid problems all of that definitely can aggravate but in a healthier body it's easier to maintain the healthier look as well i'm not saying that by just trying to be all healthy it will completely give somebody a guarantee but it will definitely help to look better and especially if somebody will go for Cellulite treatment, like with Velashek, for example, we get definitely quicker and better and uh, definitely more sustainable results with people that lead active lives and exercise and eat healthily.
0: Now, in the past, the only uh, um, um, solution for cellulite, and I say in the past because I'm not too sure how many people still use it, and maybe I don't hang out with the right people, but the alternative or the only uh, kind of uh, operation that worked, if I may call it an operation, was uh, liposuction. 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 Um.
3: And, um, the Liposuction works on the deeper layers of the fat tissue, and often liposuction itself can, unfortunately, promote the dimpled look on the skin. What happens with, cellul- with cellulite treatments with shape, we're approaching the subcutaneous fat. It's the fat layer that lies immediately under the skin and gives you that protrusion and bumpiness on the skin. VelaShape um, is also very popular <coughs> to use um, after liposuction treatment to make the skin look much smoother. Mm, mm. So they're definitely working on the different levels. Vela shape is aces, so there's no cutting or surgery involved. It's totally non-invasive and it works on the layer of the skin that
0: actually gives you that dimpled um, orange peel appearance. Okay, so um, v- Vela Shape, you, uh, I suppose, and um, I think you must just tell us what it is. Is, is it a technique? Is it something that you, you apply? W- what are we talking about when we talk about Vela Shape? Vela is the name of the one
3: and only medical instrument that's C-marked and FDA-approved for the treatment of cellulite. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using special applicators that I applied directly onto the skin, but like I said, it's non-invasive, no cutting is involved whatsoever. Mm-hmm. With that applicator, the client is experiencing vacuum suction, um, massaging with rollers, and also heat sensation. And the heat is delivered by radio frequency and infrared light. So we moving that applicator along the thigh, let's say, or along the stomach area, whichever area we're treating. Mm-hmm. And we're raising the temperature of the skin and subcutaneous fat tissue. And by doing so, we're promoting the process called lipolysis. Lipolysis naturally happens in our fat cells when we dieting and exercising. And it leads to destruction of fat within a fat cell. We diet destroying the fat cell itself. So what happens with reducing the size of fat chambers, under the, under the skin. And then protrusion of the fat through the skin that gives you that dimpled appearance becomes smoother and smoother from
0: session to session. Is it is it one treatment or is it you, do you People have to often have repeated? People see improvements even after the first treatment, but to get good results
3: and especially for body contouring as well and reduction in centimeters, it's better to go through a series of treatments. We normally recommend six sessions, they spaced a week in between, so you will be looking at six sessions for six weeks. Now, is it,
0: is it six sessions for six weeks on my buttock or is it six sessions to deal with one area of my body, then we move to the stomach and then we move to the to, to the love handles, we move to you know, the upper thighs, etc.?
3: Uh, normally, it depends on clients' requirements, but a lot of people treat um, most of lower body, which is your thighs, buttocks, uh, stomach and love handles. And normally, we treat it all in one session. Okay. So if you come for the treatment of a lower body, you and you basically sorting out the lower body area in terms of losing centimeters and making the skin looking much smoother.
0: It, it sounds like I could also use VelaShape on my face. Um, we don't use it directly
3: on the face, but um, the popular treatment is a reduction of so-called double chin. Ah. It's under your lower jaw uh, on the neck area. So, Just
0: to make the facial contour much sharper. So now, do 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 I have to have monitored uh, treatments, or can I treat myself? What 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 happens? Do I have to come to you? To- so it has to be uh, professional
3: treatment, and we've got um, qualified trained staff that perform it. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, it's not a home use instrument. It's a medical instrument, and it's an in. Uh, clinic treatments, but people come and we do it here. Yeah.
0: Who should not use VelaShape?
3: Um, There are certain contraindications and we normally um, consult clients and we see if there are such things but normally some kind of skin diseases will be um, then you will be contraindicated but there are not that many contraindications most people can go for this
0: procedure. And while one is using this procedure it it, it doesn't take as you said we can't say finally goodbye to cellulite it just uh, reduces the way it looks so you get away from that orange peel and you look you look smoother but it it also doesn't mean that you should stop eating well and looking after yourself so that you don't get more bumps coming
3: um, ideally, we do get a good reduction in cellulite after the course of treatment, but ideally what we suggest to our clients to come from the beginning at least once a month for a while to um, do some maintenance course and thereafter it can be even less, but yes, because cellulite is caused by so many factors, it's difficult to eliminate it. and we we inherently predisposed to it being a female so it's impossible to treat it once off, and it's gone forever so it needs a little bit of a
0: maintenance mm. to maintain the results that we achieve with the course mm. I, I, I would suspect it does because or, or can i do it just, just in summer and in winter i don't come through and then go back to summer because i want to wear my bikini as opposed to my sarong or every day yes well it's it's preferable to start the treatment a little bit
3: earlier. So, let's say if somebody is planning to go um, um, on summer holiday, um, we would always recommend to start at least two months earlier, so that we've got the time for the cellulite to to improve before they have to wear
0: their bikinis. Always mm. if it's done in advance. Okay. So, how do people find uh, you and 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 the the Vela Shape? Uh, uh, uh what consultants or, or you know people like yourself um yes we we are therapists and um oh,
3: therapist. before the vela shape procedures can be uh, commenced um we normally have a look at the client when they arrive uh, we take measurements um we discuss with them all the details of the treatment. Um, it always helps if you see the person, you assess their BMI, um, body mass index, and um, you talk to them about their lifestyles and you need to get the full history.
0: Do I, do I understand that it's, it's probably not worth it if you much older or do the much older women can still come? I mean, is there, is there an age group that, you know, is untreatable? Um,
3: we've got ladies in their late fifties and we are
0: having good results with them as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's important that one comes for a consultation to understand yes, whether they...
3: Definitely much better. Um, it will give us the full idea about um, the client, obviously. Are you able to discuss the costs,
0: Dr. Natella?
3: Uh, Costs would, uh, they depend on uh, the treatment area and time involved um, and uh, some individual aspects of the treatment but normally I would say um, we're looking at the price like from 850 rand per session, per session. And but like I said it's also individual it depends on how many areas we're going to be treating how big are those areas and so on and we normally give
0: people more of a precise pricing during the consultation. And how severe it is uh, while you're off-patient, is there off-patient treatment, for instance, during the six weeks, just to maintain um, the, the, the treatment? Do, does one get creams or anything like that to to continue um, the work on the skin?
3: During the course of the treatment between, um, for the six weeks, um, it's not necessarily necessary to use anything additional mm-hmm. but if people want to, they can use um, anticellulite creams. What we always suggest is that uh, people really watch their water intake and they exercise um, in the gym at least uh, three times a week. Um, we also combine the VelaShape treatment with the pressotherapy that improves blood circulation and lymph drainage. And those treatments are normally incorporated together with the shape. We do the pressotherapy procedure either before, or after. So we also um, give people other treatment possibilities that will enhance the results of VelaShape treatment. Do you know why it's called VelaShape? Um, it's the very first machine that came was called Vela Smooth and the next Virgin Vela Shape um, But I don't know, shape maybe has to do something with the fact that it shapes you um, It's a body contouring instrument as well mm. So it uh, helps you to shape you up better maybe from that point of
0: view. I was interested in the Vela because it means something, in, you know uh, in, in our language it means to appear so oh, I, I, was, okay. I was interested in finding out why Vela in, <laughs> in, in the first place. Okay, Dr. Natella, thank you so much. I'm not going to try your surname again, but thank <laughs> you so much for talking to us. And how do people find you? You are at the uh, Aesthetic Center, Radiance for You. Hi. It's called Radiance
3: for You. We're on uh, number 58 Bompas Road in Downcount, Johannesburg.
0: Okay, and do you have a website? we do
3: have a website it's www radiance and there's a lot of information there about fellowship and other treatments
0: radiance for you where where does your surname come from because i hear an accent and i'm um it comes from georgia uh-huh.
3: yes i am originally from georgia but um I have been living in south africa for 20
0: years now fantastic because i've never heard that surname before and i've been <laughs> looking for <laughs> thank you so much dr natella for talking to us thank you so much thank you thank you bye-bye okay by radiance for you if uh, cellulite is what has been bothering you especially the season you're covering up in a sarong and and kaftans and all of those types of things well next holiday uh, promises to be better if you visit dr natella rick okay i won't try it but it's RadianceforYou.co.za. that is the website